and welcome to the first Black Girls Do Everything podcast. My name is Dee Huffman, and this podcast has been on my mind for quite some time. I wanted a space where women of color could not only talk about the things that are important to them, but also where they could be saluted for their talents, especially the unrecognized ones we have begun to call hidden figures. I am a retired educator and am currently a quilting fiber artist. As we go along, I will share more about who I am and what I do. We will be sharing this space with women from many different generations because our points of view can be molded by our life experiences. And to be clear, we are not going to be bashing men, nor will we be judging alternative lifestyles. Some of our conversations will be with men who usually have a very different insight. In this space, we can share our favorite books, our favorite recipes, how to rear and educate children, as well as the best place to even get your vehicle serviced. We will be exploring many of the creative outlets we use to relax, and for some of us, our creativity defines who we are. Another important arena in our lives is how society seems to dismiss the role of black women and women of color, and at the same time, tells us that our voting in mass can determine the results of an election. Since one of the most important elections, the one of 2020, is coming up next month, we have to speak about it from the perspective of how it relates to us. Also currently in the news is the case of Breonna Taylor, a heartbreaking story of loss that has been full of confusion. As the mother of three daughters, two granddaughters, and a grandson, I want this space to be a place where we can discuss rearing our children, single parenting, fathers raising children, and educating our children. The education of children has taken on a whole new meaning in this time of COVID-19. The coronavirus is devastating communities of color and highlighting the inequities in healthcare between our communities. My Native American heritage also forces me to look at how it has devastated tribal nations and the delayed response of our government to their basic need of fresh, clean water to get through this pandemic. Another topic on my mind is why are thousands of Native women disappearing across this country as well as Black women and girls? How has this country, the quote greatest country in the world, allowed sex trafficking to become more profitable than drug dealing? And if it's not just sex trafficking but also organ harvesting, how is that being permitted? Some people think that these are just conspiracy theories and we'll be looking into a few of those as well. Lastly, as a woman of faith, I have to include discussions about what faith is and why it's so important to me. In my training as a drug counselor, I learned that it's important to have faith in your creator by whatever name you choose to call him or her, not the name of a religious group, sect, or philosophy. And we will be welcoming guests of opposing positions, those who follow Christ or Allah, etc., and those who consider themselves to be atheists as well. And then there's an entire group who believe that the construct was used to enslave people of color and therefore is of no value at all. That's going to be a very lively conversation. I hope you will come back and take this journey with us. You won't always agree with us, but your mind will always be stimulated and the conversations will continue, we hope, with your family and friends. There are so many current topics we're going to cover, but we always want your input. Feel free to message us about topics, your opinions on our discussions. No subject is off bounds, and we will eventually be discussing racism, sexism, gender discrimination, mental illness, the vaccine, 
family and spousal abuse, employment and salary inequities, and anything that touches us as women of color. Now, after a brief intermission, we will get to our first podcast, The Strange Case of Breonna Taylor. Hello and welcome back to the continuation of the first episode of the Black Girls Do Everything podcast. We wanted to share a little about how the ideas for this podcast developed. Yes, part of it is due to the current climate in the United States. Things are happening that show there is little regard for the lives of women of color. Indigenous women are disappearing by the thousands every year in this country. And now due to an abundance of social media, we are learning that women are being killed by the police and not being held accountable for it. And it feels like we're in the midst of a civil war. Protesters are in the streets daily, telling the world loudly that black lives matter. But some folks are asking, what does that even mean? So let me clearly state our belief that while it is true that all lives matter, including blue lives, when we say that black lives matter, it is in response to the killings and systemic abuses we are forced to deal with on a daily basis. And the wanton disregard for the lives of people of color means that no lives matter until black lives matter. So now let's talk about the recent case of Breonna Taylor. This will be the first part of our delving into this. So much of the story we knew came through social media, and now we have to decipher what was real and what was false. One major problem is that we don't trust the legal and political systems to tell the truth. In this, part one of Brianna's story, let's review what we heard. From the beginning, we were told that the police in the serving of a no-knock warrant killed a black woman in her bed. Her boyfriend, a legal gun owner, thought someone was breaking in and fired his gun. He was arrested at the scene. Then it circulated that one of the police officers was shot by her boyfriend. A few days later, it was said that the officer may have been shot by friendly fire, a.k.a. another officer. So the only things we now know to be true are that Brianna was killed by the police. The coroner's office reported five bullets. Later, the attorney general corrected that to a six with a projectile found in her foot. Neither she nor her boyfriend were the drug dealers being sought in this bus. Brianna was a decorated EMT, well known in her community. Her boyfriend did indeed fire at the officers, thinking someone was breaking into their home. He still states that the police never announced themselves as police officers. He was later released and the charges against him were dropped. I do believe he currently has a lawsuit in place. Another bombshell was that Brianna's family received a $12 million settlement at which time they requested a complete review of the system that processes search warrants, and it seems that the city may be moving in that direction. But many are wondering, how can the city offer a settlement when no charges have been filed against the officers involved, and doesn't a settlement imply guilt and negligence? How did the police department determine that Brianna's home was holding drugs? It has never been answered. That question has never been answered. There have been rumors that it was believed to be a location receiving drugs by mail. That is supposition because we haven't been made privy yet to the exact nature of the warrant that was issued. Here's another bombshell. The attorney general gave a press conference revealing that the decisions made by the grand jury 
In that press conference, we heard a lot of evidence that conflicts with what we've been told previously, and a lot of us are having difficulties with all the secrecy around the grand jury process. The attorney general was insisting that it's a secret process so it could be done fairly, and during the news conference, he repeatedly stated that he would not violate the secrecy of the process. That, of course, leaves us with a lot of unanswered questions, like were charges presented against any of the officers in the shooting and killing of Breonna Taylor? And what exactly were the charges presented to the grand jury? The answers to these questions might explain why they only returned with charges against one officer. A few days later, it was reported on the news that the transcript of the grand jury hearing will be made public. That was a news report Um, something about a judge having made the request. And curiously, a lawyer for one of the individuals who served on that grand jury panel has requested on behalf of his client that that transcript be made public. So in part two of our podcast entitled The Strange Case of Breonna Taylor, we will discuss in detail what the attorney general shared with us that contradicted everything we thought we knew about the case. Get ready We are about to go on a ride. This is Dee at Black Girl sounding off and reminding you to be safe and stay well. Hashtag get out and vote. Hashtag register to vote. Please note that this podcast is the opinion of Black Girls Do Everything. We research our facts as much as possible and welcome corrections as we learn new information about any of our topics. This podcast is the property of Black Girls Do Everything, and no copies of any portion of our broadcast are permitted without our written permission.